0: the mystifications of capital.
1: So... The disconnect between the way the capital appears and how it functions is built in. This is especially salient in the twofold nature of the commodity, it being a use value and exchange value at the same time. This twofold nature is essential for understanding Marx's critique and how Post-Stone used it to understand Nazi genocide. It would do us well to flesh this paradox out a bit, because this contradiction within the commodity form is what gives rise to the one-sided pseudo-critique of capital, very much favored by anti-Semites and reactionaries in general. In modern times, we all live and breathe under a fetish form of commodity production. Our vital powers, our creativity, our labor, our life force are subsumed into the cash nexus every day. We only have a chance to live if capital is sucking our surplus labor dry. After we made enough product to afford to buy the consumption goods necessary to live, this surplus is in the hands of the capitalist. The product of our labor leaves the sensuous material realm of production and goes into a realm where all our efforts are abstracted Into the market. It is here that all the separate jobs we do, all the separate things we create at our particular workplaces from coffee beans to tables to foundations of buildings to spreadsheets to soy lattes are tested against one another and their unique product made interchangeable by finding themselves a quantitative price. It is in the realm of abstraction that each of our contributions are weighed against everyone else's as the product of our collective labor is bought or sold. Capital is our own labor embodied in an estranged form that demands our time and our labor to reproduce itself and in ever greater quantities. We believe the table is haunted by the spirits of the deceased because economically speaking, it is. Capital, then, is more than just a thing, though it coheres itself in things, in machines, in transportation networks, in commodities, in factories, in agribusiness estates. Capital is a seance between living labor and past dead labor. Capital is the metamorphosis of money into capital, means of production and labor power, in a process that generates more money in the end, from concrete to abstract to concrete and back again. It's an expression of our human powers to change and remake the world. Increase the wealth of human civilization and land a person on the moon, but we have no control over it. The damn thing is spooky. In this alien entity's ruthless pursuit for self expansion in production for production's sake, quote, all fixed, fast, frozen relations with their train of ancient and venerable prejudices and opinions are swept away. All new formed ones become antiquated before they can ossify, unquote. As Marx and Engels said in the Manifesto of the Communist League, the relentless pursuit of profit in new commodities, in new services, in new ideas radically alters every society that capital envelops. And in the course of remaking the economy, capital now appearing as a force of nature in opposition to the nation and civil society, old social structures and institutions fall, the modern nation state arrives on the scene, and the liberal conservative split within the bourgeoisie becomes the dominant mode of politics. It's no wonder then that fantastical ideas spring up about who is in control of this process and who benefits. We're all enthralled to the global power of an abstract and alien social machine that extracts life from us in eight hour intervals, if we're lucky. Powerful people certainly benefit from capital, but the market that creates it, that forum for impersonal abstract domination, is ultimately out of control of even the richest of men.
0: And that's why, that's why they end up buying Twitter. <laughs> because, <laughs> because even for them, it doesn't feel
1: good. That's right. Yeah, Capitalists, no matter their morals or scruples, and we know Elon Musk doesn't have a lot of those, <laughs> are compelled to don the mask of capital, just as we are compelled to pick up tools and trudge to the podcast minds to make our daily bread. Mm-hmm. In the market, that veritable force of nature, that real God to which we all must kneel, decides all of our fates in the end. To paraphrase Marx, quote, capitalists make history, but not under conditions of their own choosing.
0: That's right, dude. First AI right there.
1: With ChatGPT, this entire podcast will be done by a computer anyways (laughs) and owned by the capitalists, so I don't even know what we're doing here. One of the things that I faced with the the writing of this script here is that, as Liv knows, because she's very much you know in this world too, and Julian, I think you are as well. It's very difficult to put in like popular prose these kind of very arcane and weird sounding philosophical ideas of Marx, Postone. If you, and, and I'm, you should link the essay for people to read the National Socialism essay. Yeah, uh, Postone does a pretty good job, honestly, of like of laying it out, but with a jargon that would probably put most people off so like one of the big challenges of something like this is to try to kind of parse things out and popularize them in a way that they're understandable to people because I think this is important stuff I think that like there is a way that the commodity form does generate these sort of conceptions of society and like we're kind of cursed by it like day in and day out
0: right and so I mean in a way the market is is this kind of um, laundering tool where the relationships of power you know between those who take and those who give, let's put it that way, are basically kind of made invisible by, you know, basically feeding it all into this big machine called the market and being like, well, whatever pops out the other end is the market's decision. The market says, right? I didn't do it. It's not me. I'm not taking the money out of your pocket, even though it does end up in mine. And so this kind of making more confusing, I'd say, of the general relationship between those who have power and those who are exploited by them, that results in this kind of vacuum of explanations for why things are happening to us or why we don't feel good or why we feel exploited or alienated. And of course, I'm guessing anti-Semitism is one of those very easy, more volkish or, you know, folkish ways of of kind of filling that vacuum. Yeah, that's right. My vague understanding of Postone is he has this interpretation of Marx where previously existing social formations are a lot more kind of concrete that we can't push the capitalist analysis of how labor is abstracted backwards. Right. But then like, as soon as capitalism happens, it's this remarkably productive system, but one that isn't as concrete or requires this massive abstraction. And so like, I know Marx mentions that like it is only really at the start of capital that even the capitalist understands really the relationship he has with labor in terms of exploiting it, that like eventually it just gets to this point where they see the money is going up and they're like, what do I do? do to increase the money.
1: Right. How do you make line go up?
0: Yeah, but they don't really understand it either. They're just kind of almost this like automated process.
1: Yeah, like if you take it to its conclusion, I think like past where Postone goes, but some people make this argument, capital is like this real god Mm -hmm. that becomes not just mystified in the sense that like, oh, it's obscure and we don't get it, but it's like this alien force that's like literally driving us forward. There's like this treadmill effect and, you know, this is why talking about Postone or Marx in terms of like economics is kind of a vulgar vulgarization to begin, because as you said, these abstractions like the market directing and our own labor becoming this alien estranged force from us leads to a situation where abstract domination like the impersonal domination of capital becomes like its own subjective history you know it is the thing that is moving history forward as it like constantly overcomes all these barriers to production and a lot of those barriers of course are like cultural things that we all enjoy many of them are cultural things that are really bad that like capital forces us to get rid of the nation state obviously has been remarkably changed by capital even over the last like 30 or 40 years so there's like people should get the sense from this that there is like this overarching power that exists like above us that we do create but it doesn't feel like we do it feels like a force of nature that's like acting upon us hey folks sean kb here uh just a reminder that our show relies on your support So if you enjoy what we do and you want to hear more excellent bonus content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theantifada. It's cheap, there's a ton of content, and it would mean everything to us. So thank you, and we'll see you behind the paywall.